0: Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the Jane Anderson show. I'm so thrilled that you are here and part of listening and perhaps watching the show today. Um, this is the last recording of 2023 and it's been a really big year and I'm sure that you probably have similar reflections. Perhaps if you've been trying to grow your practice this year, it's been a really interesting year in terms of things like the demand that we've seen. We've seen a big surge in demand over the last couple of weeks off the back of this quarter. We saw probably a bit of lightening of spending from organisations earlier in the quarter. But coming into these last couple of weeks of the year, it's like everybody's going, okay, hurry up, we've got to spend this budget, we're going to put the conference on or we're going to do these programs. So the last couple of weeks have been extremely hectic for many of our clients and for those who are in the Women with Influence community and it's a bit of a reminder that the quarter's not over till the quarter's over. (laughs) So hopefully you've spent this quarter getting your clients organised for 2024 I think this next year will be an interesting year. I've just finished presenting the trends for 2024, the things that stand out. There was actually a report that came out yesterday for CEO, uh, the 2024 CEO report that said CEOs have probably come to the party in terms of working out that I don't know how we're going to do this remote working. 2023 was the year of CEOs saying, right, everyone's coming back to the office. It looks like 2024 CEOs are conceding that and now their focus is around particularly around high performance productivity and being able to get the most out of their teams. So that will be interesting to watch in terms of the topics for next year. I've also just come back from the Women with Influence retreat that I ran, which is our Living the Dream retreat. So it's something that I've always wanted to do. We could just come back from Queenstown in New Zealand, which is just such a beautiful place. And it's one of my favorite places in the world. So it was really fun to be able to take some of the ladies from our Women with Influence community, head over there, have a bit of fun, talk shop and for them to really get to know their board of directors the people who are around them and supporting them and cheering them on so we had a lot of fun over there but today is we have a very very special guest and I can't wait to share this guest with you I've been really looking forward to interviewing our guests today so she's a leading expert in the DNA of performance and well-being and dedicated to empowering high-performing leaders to harness their genetics and biology for optimal health and vitality. She has over 16 years experience in the field. She's guided high-level leaders across Australia, New Zealand, Europe, and the US, and helping them to really tap into their genetic blueprint to unlock boundless energy and resilience. She works closely with leading CEOs, executives, founders, and business owners, and she offers a really distinct approach by combining her expertise as a clinical nutritionist and epigenetic coach with her background as a UK corporate executive, all the while while integrating the latest scientific advancements. When she's not working with clients, she pushes her own personal boundaries. She trains for triathlons, and she's always sort of trying the next step with her health and longevity. This dedication extends to a rich home life. She has two kids and a really supportive husband, two cats and a lively Hungarian Vizsla called Scooby. <laughs> she has first-class degrees in health science along with professional qualifications in genomic wellness, herbal medicine, neurolinguistic programming, yoga and meditation instruction. She is the go-to professional for leaders serious about elevating their health performance and longevity. I hope you enjoy this interview with the one and only Alessandra Edwards. All right Alessandra thank you so much for joining us today. It's an absolute pleasure I'm really honored to be here Jane
1: I'm really looking forward to the conversation.
0: <laughs> Alessandra you are one extraordinary woman uh, having we've worked here we go I just work together side by side as colleagues and friends. And today, I just think back to when I first met you, and I just, went, holy moly, look at this! What she's doing! This is just extraordinary. The work that you have done, and at the time you went overseas, and you did a lot more study, which we'll go into. So, my God, are you happy to? I can't tell the story better than you. But are you happy to share a little bit about how you got into? starting your practice and where this all came from. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: it's actually a question I don't get asked very often. Oh, right. it's one that I would really love to answer because as you know, I work in the sphere of high performance and well being. Yes. And generally when people don't know me, they have this impression that I um, possibly have a perfect life and that I never drink any alcohol or that just I'm like doing yoga for five, five hours a day and all <laughs> <laughs> and uh, So what I want to share is that I actually, I grew up in Italy, so I was raised in a French household, but in Italy, bless my parents, probably one of the most unhealthy households that I've ever met to this day. So wow. my mom was an awesome human being, but she smoked three packets of cigarettes a day. My dad was a wow. my mom being French, she loved wine. <laughs> so there was a lot of rich food and uh, just a lot really not into health. At all, so I really grew up kind of poo-pooing anything that was well-being based, exercise-based, because in my household, again, the you know sport exercise was not prized or valued. Okay. And so what happened was that through a series of events, I lost my dad when I was quite young, and so when I got to my twenties, and I experienced really significant mental health issues. Right. And so I had the diagnosis of major depression. I won't go too much into detail, but I just want to share that there was basically this upbringing that was as far removed from well-being as you could imagine. Wow. And through the sheer exhaustion of my body and the mental health issues, I had to literally claw my way back out of this dark hole. Wow. And unfortunately, whilst conventional medicine helped me and allowed me to be functional again, it didn't really allow me to feel vibrant and vital and take me back to a place where I knew was really my real self, which is a joyful, happy, excited person about life. And so when I started a professional career, working in corporate, I worked in marketing management, and then I moved from the private sector to the public sector. But I still had this feeling of there was more to my life that my purpose in life would take me outside of kind of government or corporate management and so I actually went back to uni part time while I was still working corporate and I became interested in ayurvedic medicine which is basically a body of very traditional medicine and so that I started from there All right and loved it so much and actually decided to take a deep dive and go back to uni and get a second degree in health science. And that's when my passion really exploded because particularly once I deepened my understanding of genetics and I went back to do some further studies, I really realised that we are all beautifully flawed in (laughs) our own natures, right? And those wonderful flaws end up being our greatest assets in life. Wow. Yeah. And so I went through a uh, major burnout in corporate. This is what the doctor said. You're exhausted. You're a classic burnout, all of that. And what I understood once I studied my own genetics is that actually I'm what I call a supernova. Okay. So, and lots of people are about 25% of the population are supernovas. Right. Nice. I was actually speaking to a client today when we looked at her genetics and she was supernova. And I was explaining supernovas have this capacity to burn really brightly, right? So they'll go through cycles of heightened productivity and almost mania, right? Putting Signing up their name to every single sheet and project and wanting to do more and feeling invincible, but lacking endurance and stamina. Right. Right? So then these cycles are followed by often cycles of low affect, so low mental health. So that dopamine, serotonin, every, everything goes low. Right. Right. So through this experience for me and understanding what it feels really like to have no energy and having low mental health and no resilience while still having all this inner drive to want to succeed and offer myself in service to the world, it made me a lot more empathetic towards
0: people. You are
1: very empathetic. Oh, <coughs> thank you. So I really care deeply about those in my life, whether professional relationship or in a personal relationship. Mm. And it really allowed me to understand that it is okay. We're not all born as wonder women and supermen. There are some people who can just have got incredible endurance. For them, maybe that chink in the armor might be more related to than having more compassion and more emotional connection right everyone has a journey so these weaknesses are not weaknesses they've truly are strengths and they are the little crumbs that I always invite my clients to follow go and explore that because that's where likely the biggest meaning and contribution you can bring into your life lies bit of a long answer you'll find you know
0: you're not not that succinct no but it's incredible (laughs) Alessandra because you're right we see the surface sometimes pretty easily when it comes to working with experts and we go oh they're so perfect or so good at what they do and they were just magically born this way and it's easy to do oh my god I'm never going to be that can be scary for people to reach out for our help as well because they feel like, oh, she's going to judge me. She's going to think I'm so useless. You know, particularly when you're so high performing, but you've had to really take, you've trod the path. You've had the lived experience to get there, which is just so incredibly
1: valuable. And honestly, to share with your audience, it's an ongoing journey. So it's not something that you ever fix. Mm. You'll have different tendencies right. and so the important thing is really truly first of all understand so get the information about yourself to understand what I call your blueprint your operating manual right. and then you can make informed choices yes to decide what behaviors I'll call them boosters and buffers so what enhances your vitality and what detracts it so that you've got almost like this thermometer this gauge to work out where you're at and then you've got the operating manual to really understand and for me, too, is a journey. So obviously, I've shown up here today. I've done my hair because I knew I was coming up on Zoom. I put a really nice suit on and put some makeup on. I didn't look like this when I woke up this morning. Really? <laughs> <laughs> just thought you were always like that. I bring my husband onto my videos so definitely <laughs> doesn't look like that in the morning <laughs> after 20 years of marriage. <laughs> but, but of course, we want to. And also, I'm French Italian. So I like putting on my lippy, right? I still, <laughs> I'll, 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 on my deathbed, I'll still. Won't have grey hair, I'll do my hair dyeing. <laughs> but each to their own. I just want to share that also I still have to do this maintenance, yeah. work at this. Absolutely. Really? just sharing with you just before the call, right? Mm-hmm. Last month I have just had some life personal challenges that have kind of thrown me off my balance and I've started to feel some of the older mental health issues coming up, a little bit of depression starting to suck me in. But what gives me great comfort and makes me feel safe is that I know what I need to do. So wow. I know where and who I need to reach out to. I even know some specific supplements that help bolster my biochemical pathways, if you like. Wow. But it's an ongoing journey, the same as, right, with your audience when you're a solopreneur, when you're running a practice. It's not something that you write the newsletter once or you do a buscout event to invite new clients into your practice once and that's it. Yes. Our specific practices that you teach that become part of an ongoing maintenance and routine, right? It's the metaphor spinning plates. So, yes. what's the most important spinning plate you need to do first? So, yes. from a business perspective yes. and from a personal performance perspective, so yes. it will be exercise, it's the number one thing for my mental health. Right, Right. that right, 80% of the challenges become a lot more manageable, right? Right. If I've got more energy, then I'll work on my nutrition. That will be my second spinning plate. But once we've got them spinning, yeah, you kind of need to go and give it a little twirl. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what it's about. It's self-acceptance. It's It's It's, self-acceptance. At the end of the day, it all boils down to, What do I know about myself? What is it that I don't like? And the chances
0: are if you don't like it, it is because you're not accepting that side of you. Right. Wow. Yeah. And once you've got acceptance, then that must be a big part of getting people to acceptance and then going, okay, well, now that I can accept it, I can deal with it. But until I, whilst I keep not accepting it and just pushing it away. It will keep coming back. Keep coming back, right? That's the thing. Is basically, we
1: tend to almost like you know, not to go to woo, but energetically, we tend to attract more of the things in our life that we focus on. So, if we are um, intent on not liking an aspect of us, or even using language like "I'm never good at this," "I'm terrible at this," or "I wish I was more like this." Chances are life will actually throw you more chances to experience that side of you that you're so attached to. And with acceptance, you know, comes great freedom. Yes. Because (laughs) then you truly become the agent behind your choices. So if I choose to get up early in the morning to get on my bike, yeah, I'm doing it not because I need someone. I don't post these things on Instagram and stuff. I used to. And once I became truly accepting of who I am, I just I don't need that validation. I do it because I know that if I don't, I don't feel as good. Right. right? And so it no longer feels like something that I have to do. I do it because I really want to, yeah, yep. because I've accepted that part of me that tends towards depression.
0: Right. Yeah?
1: So I do it because I love myself and I want to take care of this person. And the kindest and most loving thing to do is to get her out of bed, right, push that bar onto the seat of the bicycle, (laughs) (laughs) go for a ride in love love rather than, oh, I'm doing this because someone's forced me to,
0: yeah? Alessandra, it's an incredible story because you are what you teach. There's so much congruence and not that I'm saying that people aren't congruent, but everything you talk about aligns so much with yourself and you're always about I hear the way you speak with me and others that that you talk the way you always talk about your clients. You always talk about them with such care and kindness and compassion. And yet you have just this power and strength in your conviction about what support they need and what they need to be able to make that happen for them. What do you find, you've had so much experience working with people like us, particularly women who have thought leadership practices, consulting businesses, solopreneurs, where we're pretty much it. Our practice doesn't survive (laughs) if we're not running optimally. What do you find that people come to you often saying, you've worked with so many thought leaders, experts in their field. What are the big common ones they come to you and say that the challenges that they're experiencing?
1: The number one challenge across the board, and this is both in terms of thought leaders, executives, and I work mostly with middle-aged women and men, mostly women, is exhaustion. Yeah, But it's an exhaustion that doesn't resolve just with a bit of sleep, yeah, and it's the kind of exhaustion that literally people feel in their bone and in their brain. And so they become really concerned because this is no longer just that fatigue that goes away with a bit of coffee, it's actually something that starts to affect their brain. So, and they call it fog. It's like a fog descending. So they might find that they're repeating themselves with clients or so they've forgotten. So I had a client the other day and she'd actually forgotten the name of the client. So she could place her, but she was in this coaching session and she just could not remember <laughs> the name of the client. It's quite concerning. The second thing is our sleep. Right. So a lot of the people that I work with, particularly when they're in the phases of really growing their business, sleep is a bit of a concern. And rather than falling asleep, so the majority of people don't have problem falling asleep, it's more waking up in the night. Yes. Either multiple times or not being able to go back to sleep and then constantly oh, really? ruminating and just rethinking things. And then what happens is that they get into the cycle of they wake up the next day they feel terrible so they just reach whatever tools they can grab that their brain makes them feel like this will give us energy and then so whether it's like going from one sugary snack to the other or having way too much caffeine that their body can cope with because the clearance of caffeine in the body is genetically driven so some of us can metabolize caffeine quickly some of us don't so the caffeine will make you feel wired it's it will build up and then make you feel wired for two to three days in a row and then that affects their sleep again so it becomes a little bit of a vicious cycle they're the top two things that people talk about What's not generally talked about sort of in the initial phases and then starts to come up is particularly with middle-aged women and women who are going through hormonal changes, you know, perimenopausal changes. And I actually see this when I work also with very high-level executives. So they don't like to talk about this. There's a little bit of shame around this, okay. but it's a little bit of a loss of confidence. So we all have imposter syndrome. I don't think I've ever met someone <laughs> who have imposter syndrome Particularly business owners, solopreneurs. So I think up to a certain extent is a normal part and part. It's like a rite of passage. We've all got to get over ourselves and just, as you say, just you know, just do it. <laughs> but this is a bit different. So that becomes amplified. So there's a real loss of confidence, that and a sense of loss of self. Oh, I'm not. I used to have that kind of hunger. I no longer have that motivation. And like, who am I? And so that really starts to affect. How they see themselves in the world, and for some women, it can cause them to retreat. With a lot of women who work in male-dominated industries, so mm-hmm. finance and banking, and that can become a real problem because right. they no longer put the hand up for mm-hmm. assignments, and they retreat, and that that further affects their sense of self mm-hmm. and confidence. And they just put it down to aging, and it's not true. All of that can be changed. Okay. Yeah not feeling no one should feel like that. We're all entitled to a seat at the table. We're all entitled to speak our piece. And isn't it wonderful that we live in such a mosaic world that everyone has a piece to contribute? Right? <laughs> so I'm a big champion for women to say, no, 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 no. Don't accept that. This is not you. There are changes afoot and you don't have to just to sit down quietly. Yeah. And no longer have your seat at the table. You've earned it, you're entitled to it, you go get it. Yes.
0: And so, Alessandra, I remember back when you spoke in our Women with Influence Day. It was very early days when our Women yeah. with Influence program. You kindly came to the Gold Coast, and you were, and I remember the ladies being blown away by the solutions that you bring. Particularly at back then, you were talking about the four kind of key type of profiles and, geniuses, and yes, yeah, and the genetic coding and things, and so. Are you happy to share a bit about that and how you've been able to really identify? You talked about yourself like a supernova. Are there yeah. other categories that people are and how yeah. do you sort of work through that to help people? I'd love that. And please stop me because once I... I know, I love listening. <laughs> I, I could
1: do on all day. <laughs> it turned out to be like a 90-minute podcast. So briefly I have a working frame to, yeah. if you like, make genetics really accessible to people so that we don't need to use big words. And so something that becomes like a real working model. And within that, if you like, this model is my DNA performance framework. And mm-hmm. so the, the ladies who listen to this will be familiar with a general definition of high performance within a professional context. I know you have a lot of clients that work in leadership, so they'll be familiar with the idea that high performance basically is just related to exceptional levels of productivity, efficiency, and success. And that's that side of things. And that's great. Mm-hmm. In of performance, we need to balance that, right? So that productivity, capability, all of that with then high levels of well-being, vitality and resilience right. and positive relationships. Okay? Okay. What I see in practice is, in fact, is a lot of the former, right so a lot of people that are very productive working all hours being successful but when you actually scratch a little bit under the surface what you find out is that they are exhausted uh, fraught relationships loss of connection and irritability moods all of that so that is not a high performing life so in my dna performance i like to give guidance in terms of let's help you understand who you really are so what's the operating manual okay mm-hmm. so on one side we have different signatures So we'll have the energy signatures, so this is one of them, and then we have a stress signature. So it tells me basically at baseline what kind of resilience, how do you deal with stress? Are you a high-pressure kind of person or do you like to have your stress sort of more spread out? What's your athletic signature, right? What's the best exercise to give you vitality? Uh What's your diet signature? What are the best foods for you, your personalised fuel? Okay. In terms of the energy signatures, then generally we have six, so right. in my world. So two are related to the best times for you to wake up and go to sleep, best times for you to exercise, best time to eat protein, best time to do cerebral work where you really need to engage that or best time to fill your calendar with conversations, right, sales conversations because there will be different neurochemicals that are active at different parts of the brain. So it's really different parts of the day so it's useful to know how to then schedule your calendar right around this right Okay. and then there are four energy signatures that tell us how your energy goes throughout the day so are you more of an electric star kind of person that you just go 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 so for you your operating manual will be more about heavy little breaks right little respite pauses throughout the day like i call them pit stops so they're like formula 1 drivers and they need a little pit stop here yeah. and there so we might coach them to have 30 seconds of breathing right grounding yeah. yourself look away from the laptop then there might be someone who's a shooting star and for them they're only just more like woo woo like this and for them it's more related to their metabolism right oh, okay so, people that actually need to eat fairly regularly every couple of hours a bit of a protein snack would serve them really well they also need to sweat a bit more than other people right okay. so we might counsel them around that the supernova we've talked about i the client i saw today she was supernova so and she's go 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 so she's a practice owner right it's okay. successful go 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 we're talking about quarterly she actually needs to take a week off Right. right. And not, not take the week off to go on a cruise of Antarctica and just go, <laughs> you know, three countries in 10 days. No, it would be more like, right, book yourself into gwingana or Golden Dood or, or a week to just regroup and come back into yourself. There's lots of different things. I won't go through all of them because it possibly won't be useful. So that's just a little snapshot of one of the types of signatures. And then, so the advice becomes really personalised and then it means you don't have to do everything. Yeah. You have to be the person that has to you have to meditate, you have to exercise, you've got to eat vegan food, you've got to take supplements. <laughs> I mean, who's got the time? Like I've got two kids, a dog, two cats, <laughs> my husband who's my fourth child. I run a practice, do all of this. It's insane. Like the amount of health and well being, self care has become now the last piece of the puzzle in terms of how we punish women.
0: Yeah, right. right
1: it's not enough you are not enough right the problem is not the culture the problem is not that you're not got support the problem is not this the problem is you yeah right (laughs) so all these perimenopausal women i'm working with there's now gazillion coaches all talking about how you manage the menopause yes by they give you affirmation cards right so you need to do more you're in your 40s you need to meditate right Right. Too stressed. you need to come down it's like no you have an estrogen deficiency. You can meditate as much as you like. You have an estrogen deficiency that will lower your serotonin and your dopamine and will slow down your metabolic rate. So we need to talk about that. Yes, We'll give
0: you another list of all the things that you're currently not doing. (laughs) I love that. I love that you have just gone so deep into this work because it's not about doing more. And I think that's what we always feel like, oh, I just feel like I've got this never-ending to-do list and I feel guilty that I'm not able to get to those things. And I'm coming last and I'm trying to keep my head above water and I'm trying to continue to look after my clients and I'm trying to do all these things. But actually, I think that's so refreshing, Alessandra, to go, actually, you don't need, well, that's all that. And I think that's the power. You're a classic example, I think, of the power of going deep into your expertise and removing we think about yeah there's a lot we need to add but for us as experts is we actually if you can come in that narrow and deep and you understand your customers and to help them navigate that that's just music for people's ears to go does that mean I don't have to do that anymore and I don't have to do that anymore I'm not going to waste my time on that and that just must feel like a weight just lifts for them.
1: So true. I, I'd like to think of the analogy of like these women come in and they've got almost like a canvas, right? And it's full of painting because so the naturopaths have told them to do this, right? And then the psychologist has said this, and then they've read an article, and then the podcast, and then there's a, a health coach. And so they have a canvas that's absolutely full of their lives, right? And there's no space, right? So you're doing all of these things and you're still feeling exhausted disconnected you've lost your sense of self and overarching to this is that you're feeling so guilty right you're feeling guilty when you're taking 20 minutes to go and have a bath by yourself (laughs) because you're not helping your child doing the homework or whatever right you're feeling guilty because you've just expressed your emotions of frustration right and maybe your partner says to you oh my gosh you're so cranky right so all these levels of guilt So what I say is like, it's actually more about, instead of thinking of it as a canvas, imagine that you are a piece of clay, Okay. right? And you've come in and so all these people have just basically added things, right? To your clay. What we need to do is actually, we need to take away, right? Take away this. So while you're doing that, don't bother doing that. Don't even bother doing exercise right now. Let's get you back to basics. Let's, Let's get you, for you might be sleep. Let's get you sleeping. What would it take to improve the sleep? What do we need to do to get the sleep? There was a lady who asked me, she wanted us to work on her energy. Right. Okay? And so she said, though in the past I've just been given a lot of energy supplements, why are you not giving me energy supplements? And I said, well, I can give you energy supplements, but then we're not going to go know whether we fixed the cause of your right? Because okay? <laughs> I could give you an energy supplement now, you feel better, Right. But then in six months' time, if you stop taking the supplement, all these things are still building up. Right. So let's take things away. Let's make tiny little changes, like 1% changes, and then let's see what settles, right, mm. what's left, and then we can make another 1% change,
0: yeah? Yeah. So bit by bit. And I think that that's a lot more empowering to win yeah. it as well. It's but, not as overwhelming too, Alessandra. Right. You, know, you yeah. feel like, okay, if I'm going to come in gung-ho and do this, It's like, right, I'm committed and I've got to do, that feels so much more manageable. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's
1: a journey. So just get the one thing done. Right. Right. Get that right. Has that become part of your being? Are you ready to do another little piece? Yeah. Right. So let's do that. Look, some people are ready to go gung-ho and say, no, I want it all. Tell me, like, (laughs) I'm really interested in longevity, so tell me absolutely everything I need to do to live a long and healthy and happy life. But... The reality is the vast majority of clients, especially when they're business owners or practice owners, Mm -hmm. they are often in overwhelm Mm -hmm. already. They're trying to really build the business, increase the revenue. Mm -hmm. As you know, there are so many moving parts to it. Often they don't even have an assistant. They haven't even got to the stage of having an assistant or they're in the process of getting an assistant. So they're having to do the work and train someone at the same time. often they have also either kids or sometimes they're blended families so they're also inheriting another side right so there is just a lot and i just really
0: like to work with that compassion of let's simplify here wow and so alessandra coming back around then to your practice Mm -hmm. so you've come a long way since you started and you've seen a lot of things you've got A great team member who is your business manager who's been with you for some time and to go into your practice and if you had to think back for those who are listening and going wow Alessandra is just this phenomenal woman and she's got this incredible practice she didn't wake up with it she's you know worked so hard to get it to where it is now what advice would you have particularly for women middle age you really get this market what advice Would you have, if you think back to when you started your practice, what advice would you have had for yourself if starting again and for others? Possibly. There are so many. I
1: could probably think of like 20 things that I would tell my younger self. But Um, but I'd say possibly the number one, I'd say get over yourself. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I would say to myself, just get over yourself. Just do it. Just do it. Don't overthink it. There are no mistakes here. Yeah, there are no mistakes. Nothing bad is going to happen. And so trust the thing that you're passionate about Mm -hmm. and go deep with that. Okay, that's really important. So I'd say that's the number one thing. The second thing that flows onto it is get onto your book really quickly. (laughs) I so so wish I'd really got over myself in terms of writing the book. Okay. So everyone who runs their own practice, who has written multiple books, have confirmed to me that writing the books is possibly the single most significant, impactful thing that's happened to their practice in terms of revenue. Yeah. It has taken them from being a consultant into being a thought leader mm. and that has allowed them to rightfully charge the rates that they deserve. Yeah. It has opened new markets and it's allowed them to have deeper conversations because people have already read the, the book That's right. So you could never talk someone through your whole book in the space of a meeting. Yep. They've already done that. So you can go already deep. They understand your IP and what you can do for them. So I'd say just write the book, even if it's not a big one. I didn't understand that. Just write a little cluster book to solve one problem for one
0: small market. That's such great advice because you actually co-authored a book. Sorry, my camera's gone a bit blurry. I don't know why. But you've actually co-authored a book too. I remember when COVID first hit and yes. got in and went, right, I think you're a bit like me where I went, okay, I'm not coming out of this time going we binge watched everything on Netflix and we've run out of things to watch. We better make use of this time. But that time was really busy for me actually. the
1: first two lockdowns in Melbourne, really, really busy. Because I work in the health and well-being space, I actually had a lot of clients that were reaching out. They were obviously worried for themselves and also for their teams. Okay. Uh, so I did quite a lot of work in that time. And then one of my clients that, you know, Peter Cook, I provided him and his family sort of a lot of information. And so he said, oh, this would actually be really useful. You should write a book. And I thought, well, Yes, that's a great idea, but also I think that the psychological well-being is really important, right. and so I contacted Dr. Amy Silva, as you know, as a great friend of mine, and I said, we should do this together. Yes. We did that, but also in another lockdown, I contributed to What the Hell Do We Do Now?, which was another leadership. Right. Yeah, I've um, Mary Butler and Alex Hagan about the landscape of leadership emerging from the COVID pandemic. Yes. So, but, you know, they were not, they're not my books in that sense. So mm. this next one is really mine and really taking the first chunk of the DNA of performance. So it's actually all around the energy signatures. Yes. Um, and then there will be a second one that will deal with the, the resilience piece and the other pieces. So I'm very excited about that.
0: That's fantastic, Alessandra. I know how hard you're working on trying to get through those final stages of your book. So we all totally empathize with you and where you're at and you know, you're just chipping away. I love seeing you you just the you're oh, just squirrel. Up. It's another nut. Yep. It's just a bit more. It just means it's more that was in there today than there was yesterday. So absolutely. that's okay. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I am excited about this, this venture and I know this time is definitely going to going to happen so 2024 the book will come out yeah great so we'll keep an eye out for it. So Alessandra, for those who are listening if they want to follow you if they want to they want to hear about when your book comes out, where would you like them to go? Yeah so a couple of places to reach out
1: so the first one is on my website alessandraedwards.com so I put out a regular um, newsletter trying to make the tips quite pragmatic um the second fabulous by the way thank (laughs) you thank you the second one is LinkedIn so it's just LinkedIn slash Alessandra Edwards Mm -hmm. they're the two places that I'm most active on used to do a lot more on social media and then as a way of simplifying my life I just really decided just to let go of was more of a mirror than anything else right. and I might revisit it in in future but I just found it wasn't really helping me serve my audience and it became more of a stressful feature in my life so I'm not really on social media the only place on social media I'm at is actually my personal Facebook page because I'm in a lot of dog groups <laughs> on Facebook <laughs> So, I mean absolutely join me on my personal Facebook page friends if you want to have dog tips but otherwise anything related to
0: well-being and performance then it will be through my newsletter or LinkedIn. Well thank you so much for joining us today Alessandra we are cheering you on and we can't wait to see your book come out next year you're doing really important work and I know anyone Alessandra by the way you have such a signature effect on people that when you see people that you have worked with, the first question is, are you working with Alessandra? Like that's
1: really meaningful, thank
0: you. It's really phenomenal the work that you do with people and you just make them they're already fabulous and what you're able to do with the people that everyone just adores you they love what you do they love the transformation that you help them with you have so many fans in our community so keep on doing the work you're doing we are big fans just keep going keep leading the way this type of I think the other thing too is you are so innovative you're always looking at the research you're translating everything for us all the time and that continuing to remove noise and we just go just follow what Alessandra says (laughs) just just read what Alessandra says because you really come with that not only this the insight and the understanding but that beautiful compassion and kindness and empathy that you can help us to really be our best so keep leading the way Wow, Jane, I'm going to re listen to this and record this. I'll
1: put this on my brochures for now. It's a really, really kind and meaningful thing for you to say. And I'm going to take it and cherish that. And I will continue to do this work because I'm sure the same as you, right? We become masters of the knowledge that we need the most for ourselves. And so I've not been blessed with the greatest genes or health or upbringing when it comes to that. And so constantly seeking that in a way that can be digested and utilised in my life. And then we become better masters by teaching it to others. So that's why we talk about the things that we're passionate about, right? Because we hear ourselves and then we embed this knowledge, So thank you so much for giving me the time to share a little bit of what I do and what I'm passionate about. And I hope it's useful for someone, if anything, to realise, just let go of your guilt. Yeah. yeah? Enough. Women of the world, take your guilt, package it up, yeah, put it in a box and put
0: it in the bin. Right. (laughs) You heard it. Alessandra said. (laughs) No more guilt. No more guilt. Love it. Thanks so much, Alessandra. Thank you.